Good morning, Miss Fitz. Good morning, Miss Fit. It's time for morning meeting for Friday, April 17th. It's a Friday. I keep thinking oh. it's a Friday today, but I can make it. How about it's yourself? It's almost Friday. If we're yeah. recording for Friday, that means we are so close to Friday. That's right. And we have a special guest today, which makes it an even better Friday. Yay. Welcome to our special guest, Janine Dozier from the Virginia Discovery Museum. Hi, everybody. It's such a treat to be here with you. Thanks for having me. And we're going to hear a lot from Janine in a few minutes, but first we're going to make her laugh at our really bad joke <laughs> or wonderful joke, but I'll give you the answer to the riddle first. Yesterday, I asked you, a cowboy rode to an inn on Friday. He stayed two nights and then he left on Friday. How could this be? Any guesses? I don't have a guess. And I feel like I, I can tell what my mental state is about whether I can concentrate on an answer or not. And I just couldn't. I was just like, eh, no, can't do it. <laughs> How about you, Janine? I feel like I need a whiteboard and a dry erase marker to answer that. And like I don't a lot of equations. Home office. <laughs> the answer is that his horse is named Friday. Ah, so uh, he, yeah, he rode to the inn on Friday, his horse and left on Friday his horse. That's a tricky one. That is a very tricky one. Mm -hmm. All right, let's get to the joke. That'll be okay. even more fun. All right, we'll see. <laughs> How does the sky pay its bills? I don't know. With a rain check? <laughs> yeah, I think that one <laughs> requires a little bit more knowledge. Maybe I don't know if rain checks are really a thing anymore. <laughs> Families, you may pause the podcast right now to explain to your children what a rain check is. <laughs> and also, quite frankly, I feel like we all right now are living for sunny days. So even talking about rain is really not okay. <laughs> I apologize profusely. <laughs> okay. If it's, if it's raining Friday morning, we know exactly what happened. We can blame it, blame it on morning meeting. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. We'll skip to the bright spot and that'll, that'll bring the sunshine back. Do you guys have any bright spots to share today? Well, this morning I went on a long walk with my husband in the you know, first thing in the morning, which is always a great time to go. It was a little cool, but mm -hmm. man, the flowers are awesome. My special thing is also from nature. We've been taking a lot of walks with our dog as a family, and we found the coolest thing, which is that there is a mother fox with four little baby foxes living in our backyard. And wow. they are so cute. And we don't get close because that wouldn't be safe. So we've been watching them from a distance with binoculars and they are quite possibly one of the cutest things I've ever seen. And it is very tempting to, you know, distract the mother and try to take one in as a pet in the <laughs> challenging time. But we don't think our dog would appreciate that. So we're going to continue to watch them from afar. You're so responsible. You're even social distancing with the wildlife in your yard. <laughs> setting a very good example for our listeners. <laughs> My bright spot today came from my students. I miss being around kids talking about books. That's normally all day, every day. And I'm doing a lot of work behind the scenes, but it's just not the same. And so earlier this week, I set up Flipgrid pages, one for each grade in middle school so that we could still kind of gather and talk about books and comment on each, what each other's reading. And um, the fifth graders really went to town on their Flipgrid today. And so I got to watch something like... 30 or 40 videos of kids sitting in their bedrooms holding up the books they were reading and talking about them. And it was, I enjoyed every second of it. It was so great. 
Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, shout out to my fifth graders for, and to Flipgrid. What a cool, it's so easy to post videos and share. If you haven't seen Flipgrid, check it out. So Janine, we have you on because one of the resources we discovered was this Virginia Discovery Museum at home. But before we get to those, you're just a friend of all the things that Sarah and I, in support of all the things that Sarah and I do, Ms. Fitz and I do. And so we love that about you. We um, appreciate that about you. Oh, yeah. And we want to just learn more about the Virginia Discovery Museum. Well, sure. So I am the director of the Virginia Discovery Museum, which for any of your listeners who may not be familiar, is the Children's Museum on the downtown mall in Charlottesville, right near the post office and the pavilion. If people don't know the museum, they probably do know our carousel, which is right outside. Just say that. <laughs> yes, it is super fun for all age groups. But, you know, we try to encourage mostly little people to be the riders. But the museum has been in operation in Charlottesville for nearly 40 years. Wow. And it sometimes surprises people to hear that the museum welcomes over 70,000 visitors every year. Because that's a lot of people for a small town like Charlottesville. And at the museum, we're very proud that 10% of our visitors to the museum come free of charge through a program we call our Sponsored Admission Program. And that's offered in partnership with 54 different Charlottesville area nonprofits who work with families with young children, groups like UVA Children's Hospital, Ready Kids, the Boys and Girls Club, Ronald McDonald House, basically any organization that works with kids who are underserved members of our community can come to the museum free of charge. So that has been a great program in terms of being inclusive of everyone in our community because who doesn't love to learn and play? Especially, the, I love the Virginia Discovery Museum. I take my niece and nephew every time they come to town. It's so interactive and it's hands-on and like the things that are in the museum were so clearly designed for kids. Yeah, the last time I was in the museum was probably 15 years ago because my child is that old now. <laughs> but <laughs> it was definitely fun then. And then Tech Girls has been part of Kidvention, which is another cool thing y'all do. Yeah, we have a number of community events. My personal favorite is Kidvention um, that Ms. Bitts just mentioned, which is our community science fair that happens in February every year. And it is the only regional science festival for elementary school age kids. So every year we have about 50 different exhibitors, one of whom we love having is Tech Girls, and different groups like UVA student groups um, in engineering and science come and share an experiment with the student or with the visitors who come to Kidvention. And it's just a terrific day of encouraging young kids to see the fun, the excitement in science, and possibly get them excited about pursuing studies in science and maybe eventually a career in science. We also have every year a children's road race. It's the oldest children's road race in the Charlottesville area. It's called the Discovery Dash. And sadly, it was supposed to take place in um, early May, but that has been postponed. But I'm happy to announce that for any of your listeners who may have been looking forward to the Discovery Dash, we think we're going to have it in early September this year, provided it is safe to have a gathering of several hundred little, very excited runners. That's awesome. I love that pivot. We'll just, we'll dash later. It gives me more time to train. Exactly. <laughs> That's good. 
So you've uh, obviously had to pivot quite a bit because you're a hands-on museum. So what have you been doing to try to reach kids in this new normal we find ourselves in? You know, it is definitely a challenge when you're a children's museum because we are a place, like you said, where everything we do is hands-on given the age group that we serve, which is generally ages zero through about 10. And also we're a physical place that people can't get to right now because we're all staying at home. And so we very quickly as a staff got together and said, all right, how do we take the fun things that we do in the museum and put them in a virtual format so that people can do them at home? And one secret thing about people who work at children's museums is that we are all just kind of larger kids with maybe you know a few more wrinkles, but we love hands-on activities and crafts and experiments and making things with Q-tips and paper plates and rubber bands. So our staff has been super resourceful in looking around their own homes and thinking about what kinds of supplies would people have at home where we can do a fun little activity every day and put it out to the public through our website, which is vadm.org, or our Instagram, which is at VA Discovery. And every week we have an activity that we publish in the morning on Instagram and our website. That happens Monday through Thursday. And if people have missed activities in the past, they can look at the section of our website that's called VDM at Home where we have archived all of the activities. But they range from projects that toddlers can do all the way up to projects that would be more engaging and appropriate for preteens. And we launched two weeks ago a program that we're calling Discovery Detectives. If some of the adult listeners of your podcast have ever played a murder mystery game, it's a similar concept, but in Ooh. a way that's appropriate for young children where it's an interactive mystery kit that you can download from our website. And the first one was called Crayon Chaos. And the second one that we launched last Friday was called Greek Mysteries. Get it? It's like <laughs> yeah. a, kit, a mystery. And ah. those packets are either for young kids who have an adult who can read with them or slightly older kids who can read it on their own. Wow, that sounds amazing. I looked at the page and the activities are so well laid out and well described, uh, easy to follow. So I think it's a great resource. And there's such a wide variety. I mean, there are science experiments, there's art activities, there's things to try outside. You can make things, you can take like regular things and turn them into something extraordinary. Like you really do have something for everyone. Our creative challenge, lo and behold, is going to be to go check out this page and find something to do on it. I have been totally fascinated by the leak-proof bag, so I think that's where I'm going to go with the creative <laughs> challenge. It just looks so cool. You know, I would be remiss if I didn't mention also that we are running a contest right now at the museum, which I would encourage your listeners to check out. For kids who've come to the museum, they have probably met the very cute teddy bear who sits at our front desk right inside the front door of the museum. 
And sadly, it wasn't until we were all staying at home during this pandemic that we realized that our bear does not have a name. So we were asking our internet museum visitors, and we would ask listeners of your podcast to go to the Virginia Discovery Museum website, vadm.org, download a picture of this sad, nameless bear, and <laughs> come up with a name for him, and color him as people like, and then take a picture of their bear, you know, with a cell phone, any kind of picture works, send it to us via Instagram, D- DM to the um, VA Discovery, or they can email it to us at marketing at VADM.org. And hopefully, in a couple of weeks, our bear will have a name. And the winning name for the bear, the child who comes up with the name that seems like it's the best fit for this bear, you know, when people take a look at him or her and think about what his or her personality may be like, the winner's parents or caregivers will get a free date night drop-off at the museum when the museum reopens. So check that out too. Nice. That is such a cool contest. And I like that you've uh, given parents a little bribe to get their kids thinking. That's that's the secret, right? (laughs) All right, Ms. Fitz, we have a couple minutes. So you have a couple more resources you want to sneak in? I do. I have another great resource from the New York Times. This is called Answering Kids Questions About Coronavirus in Free Picture Books. And it's a piece about some picture books that have been put together to explain coronavirus, both the virus and what kids need to know and how we're dealing with it, why we're all staying at home, what that means. Um, So it's uh, talking about those free books. And it also turns into a pretty great list of resources for getting books in your home if you don't have access to bookstores or libraries right now. And along with that, that links right into my second resource, which is an article that I wrote with a reading specialist from our school, the brilliant Megan Grant. We were hearing from parents that they weren't 100% sure about audiobooks. Are they a good option? Is is it more screen time? Is this something that I should you know, be providing for my kid? So we take a look at the research and find out you know, neurologically and pedagogically, are audiobooks great for readers? Are they something that readers should be doing? Spoiler alert, they're fantastic. They're great for all kinds of readers, all ages. So we'll link both of those things, answering kids' questions about coronavirus in free picture books and the article Engaging Readers with Audiobooks. So you've got all of the resources and all of the information that you need to enjoy some great books this weekend and beyond. Janine, we want to thank you again for joining us. You'll be giving us some great information and some great challenges to try out. Thank you so much for having me. It was a treat to be here. And we can't wait to come in and wave to you and say hi to the bear once the museum opens again and we can all come back in and touch and play with everything. Please do. All right, I'm going to close with our riddle. A hiker went without sleep for seven days, but was not tired. Why not? Hmm, another head scratcher. There's a poll on our Instagram right now asking you to vote for our sign-off. So this might be our last day trying both out. We are tallying our votes and you'll hear from the winner next week. But for today, we'll continue with both. Talk to you later. And until tomorrow, well, I guess until... Tuesday, tech, love, and happiness.